Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. So that's some ideas that we can explore with just the E minor, just looking for some sounds. Again, to break you out of always thinking about playing. Not that that doesn't sound cool in its own way, but right now what we're doing is we're really trying to focus more on making a connection to the E minor chord itself. Okay? So really thinking about the sounds. So I'm always pushing myself to something that it might move away from the chord, but then it comes right back. So there's something, and if that's moving, something else is trying to make a connection. You see? So as long as I've got something else there that's kind of making that connection. Otherwise, if I just start going... It might sound amazing, but what I really want to try and focus on is still kind of staying consistent with making a connection to that chord. Okay? Now when the D chord comes up... If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Now the D is a major chord, right? So I'm seeing D major. Again, I've got a D right there, which you probably know. I've got a D fifth string bar chord, which sounds wonderful. Sixth string bar chord sitting up here. So those are kind of maybe my my outer points to connect to. So what I'm going to do is take this D chord. And of course, I know I can make that into a sus two by taking my middle finger off, which already is going to have a nice kind of sound to it, especially with this delay and reverb that I've got. And again, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Right? Or the sus four right there sounds really nice too. Okay. And then we've got D sitting right here. So now what I'm doing is playing five, four, two, three, two. But I also want to be aware of some things here, like I could make my sus chord, if I think about my D, right, because I'm adding in the G right there, so it's like a sus4, so that sounds kind of neat. skipping some strings in between, but you can hear how I'm still kind of maintaining the sound of that chord. Okay. 
Move up to this D. Okay, we're right up here. Of course, we've got our D sus, sus two. We've got our D sus four. Okay. But the sixth also sounds really nice up here. So if I was to add in the note uh, B over that D, sounds really nice. Okay. Okay, so that's a sus with that added B in there. Okay, keep going. Make my power chord right here where I'm playing. Okay, move up to this D. Okay, and when I'm up here, I like to see the scale sitting there. As well. I've got 10, 9, 7, 7, and then I can do 7 or 10 on that string. But I love to add in that. See how that works? And then I could keep going up my D sitting here. And then the really important one is using this D all over again one octave higher. So I've got D sitting here. So if I go up and do 12, 14, 15, and then either 12 for the sus or 14 for the D or 15 for the sus4 for that matter. And part of the trick to this whole thing is being able to visualize them across your guitar. So if you're in one position and you're playing something that you really like, you know, maybe I'm I'm up here and I've got D. See, now I've moved down into this position and I'm seeing the D chord sitting right here. And then I'm seeing the D chord sitting right here. you want to really spend some quality time is learning how to visualize those and you can just use one chord to begin with now as you get more comfortable with one chord then you could try two chords and things like that but don't worry about you know the the people worry so much about like well i need to know all the chords and i need to know them all equally maybe someday that's true but right now just start with a couple of chords like just learn how to take your e minor Just learn how to make some cool sounds. You know, it's a fourth and a fifth and a sixth right there. Sounds really nice, right? Whatever it might be. And you just kind of explore those sounds. So you think, okay, well, what do I got? Okay, well, here I've got this, right? And I can see my scale. Be. 
even if you move up into this area here, which is your minor pentatonic, you gotta think, what, what can I do that's different, right? Well, we already talked about this note right here, which is the F sharp. We looked at that down here. The F sharp adds that ninth sound. So a lot of times what I'll do is take my pentatonic and at the very least I'll substitute, instead of playing G, I'll play that F sharp. There it is again. And it changes up the sound of that pentatonic. And it sounds kind of cool. And then when D comes up, well, So right there, what I'm thinking about is I'm moving up into this D, into the sus, and then I'm going to move up into this D, right? Moving up here, and this D. So I'm seeing this D and this D sitting right there, and I'm playing the pentatonic inside there. Moving up into this one. Now, if these two chords were being played together, like the little demonstration I had in the beginning, if I was going from E minor I'm thinking about at some point I've got to connect these two together, right? So if I've got and like that right there. That note is a nice note to try and connect to, to the E minor, right? Because it's part of the E minor there. So I could drop down to that, right? That's the F sharp, or excuse me, the B. And I'm thinking, okay, here comes the D chord. So I got to think, where can I go that would connect to that D? Right? Any of those notes. of those notes would be just fine. And even if I added in that sixth, any of those notes would have been a great place to target as that D is coming. So I have E minor. Okay, well, here comes E minor. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and you're getting motivated to take your guitar playing to the next level. Please do me a favor and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help the show grow 
and reach more rock stars like you who want to improve their guitar playing. Also, I'd love to know what parts of the episode you liked, as well as what you learned. So please share this podcast and tag us at guitarzoom.com on your social post. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Where could I go from there? Well, right now I'm on D. I know I could drop back to, or excuse me, uh, E. But I could drop back to B. But maybe I'll drop back to that that seventh. See if I like the sound of that, right? Then oftentimes I'll use little things like that too, where I'll use maybe an open E. cool ways that you can approach this. You just need to spend some time exploring it. Now, right now, all I'm doing is running a little bit of distortion. What I like to do is uh, right now, if I turn this off, my guitar tone's fairly clean. Okay, and I love that kind of sound. So then what I do is on top of that, I add just some sort of a, maybe a, a stomp box, just a little bit of distortion just to kind of push me over the edge a little bit. Right? Then I'll usually go to maybe my, my single coil pickup in the center. Kind of start there. But you can see when it's really dry like this, again, it's great if I'm playing funk or something. But if I'm trying to make something that sounds a bit more ethereal and mysterious, what I want to do is I want to add in some delay and reverb. So what I've got here... You'll hear just a little bit of delay going on there. Okay, not a lot. And then what I'm doing is adding in quite a bit of reverb. What I want you to notice is that it's quite large and it's quite long. Now what I always try and do with my reverb is make sure that it's not louder than my actual signal. Now in this case, I'm pushing it quite to the limit. So I'm pushing it up about as high as I would ever have it. And in this particular case, it's kind of long too, right? There's quite a bit there, and then that delay just kind of blends in with it very nicely. Okay? And in this particular situation, I'm looking at not really playing fast. I'm really just trying to think about those chords. It sounds really nice.
so I might move from here. So I'm thinking about my D setting up here. Sitting right here. Sitting right here. with my minor, except my minor, I'm really going to try and think about some of the darker sounds. Because they just sound so creepy. I just love that ninth, though. So right there. Climbing up the scale is all I'm really doing there. Okay, just take some time to get used to and explore a little bit. And again, that's why you're avoiding the parameters of setting a metronome and all that sort of thing. Just see what you can do with it. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Okay, so in order to, to get comfortable with this idea... What I have to do is think about what I'm actually doing with my guitar pick, which is down, up, down, and then I'm doing up, down, up. And again, this is just called alternate picking. Basically, what you're trying to do is teach yourself how to just continually keep the pick moving, regardless of switching strings. So as I go down, up, down, up, down, up, okay, what happens is the hardest part about this for most people is the transition from the second string to the first string. So when I go... Let's just focus on that for now, okay? So I'm playing down, up, down, up. So the first thing, of course, I've got to synchronize my hands and my fingers and all these other things need to happen too. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Hey, Michael. Hey, Tom. Hey, Arno. And already an apology for those of you that normally wait for the Monday Guitar Motivation which I didn't do this morning because I was doing this. So it didn't really make any sense to me to do that this morning and then do this right afterwards. So I just decided to wait until this and get prepared for this. All right, Kat is here. Rasta Kaz is here. Harry is here. Rock and Rob is here. James is here. Carl is here. How you doing, buddy? Ren is here. Joseph is here. Mario, Christopher, Kyle, Chester, Tom, Keone and perfect all right awesome well before we get started i just want to remind you that i've got a new guitar course out it's called melodic soloing and that's what we're sort of doing is celebrating that and this is sort of adding a backbone to that guitar course as well so you can use this if you wind up getting the guitar course you can always watch these and this will help you fill in some of the spaces 
as well, okay? Hey, Dean from Newfoundland, that's awesome that you're here. Sebastian is here. So today what we're gonna do is I wanna try and help you fill in the gaps from last Friday and then coming on Wednesday, our discussion on Wednesday. Today is gonna kind of fill that space. And we're gonna talk about some do's and some don'ts today of melodic soloing and using arpeggios. So what we're gonna be talking about today is adding in some arpeggio ideas, but we're not really looking for like fast sweep sorts of things. That's a whole other conversation. We're just looking at trying to visualize some arpeggios and how we can use those and some of the traps that we wanna watch out for. Hey Terry, safe drive from India. Pav is here, awesome. It's, <laughs> it's Stein time again, very nice. All right, cool. Thank you everybody, this is so awesome. I always look forward to hanging out with you, so this is great. All right, perfect. Okay, so let's go ahead and start it. Without uh, further ado, I don't wanna waste too much of your time. So, the most important thing here is in order to really be able to visualize arpeggios and be able to utilize your fretboard effectively, one thing that I would highly recommend that you study is what we refer to as the caged chording system, if you've ever heard of that before. And I don't wanna spend the whole time talking about the caged chording system, but I will introduce you a little bit to the idea so you can kind of see how this works and how important it may or may not be to you in your practice. And I know I mentioned this a little bit on Friday, but we're gonna go into it a little more detail and I'm gonna show you how you can utilize it and then how you can also avoid some traps with it as well. So with the cage chording system, if we look at those letters, C, A, G, E, and D, okay, caged, what we're doing is we're taking the open chord shapes, C, A, G, E, and D, and we're connecting them together so they'll connect across the entire fretboard so you can play the same chord all the way across the guitar. So let me show you what I mean. Let's say I go to a C chord, just a regular old plain old C chord here. Okay, and let's say I know that C chord, and then I know the fifth string bar chord, and I know the sixth string bar chord, which many of you might know that, those three things, right? And you might know a lot more than that. I'm not trying to talk down to you, but at least we would know those if we know our sixth and fifth string bar chords. So what happens is we take the chords C, A, G, E, and D, and we utilize those five shapes across the entire fretboard. So if I was doing this off of C, what I'm gonna do, if we think about it, C is sitting right here, and I've got my C shape. So we're referring to these as shapes. So right here is my C chord, but I'm also using the actual C shape at the moment. So if I go to the third finger here, which is C, and I build the A shape, now that's the next thing to follow. Now, of course, that gives me a C fifth string bar chord you might know it as, but if you think about what you're really doing is you're playing the A shape with a bar in front of it. So this C, which is a C shape, and this C, which is an A shape, connect together. Now, if I did another chord, let's say, now again, I have to know where I'm going here, but let's say I went to a completely random chord. I went to F. Okay, so I know that is the A shape right here. Okay, well, if I look at where my first finger is right there, that note is F. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button. 